Guys, welcome back to another podcast. Today is Ask Eric Hammond Show, episode number 23. If you haven't checked out the show, basically we're covering the top four questions that we get each week and we're answering them all on the show. And today's main topic is really how to maximize your given talents. Guys, I'm Eric Hammond with The Orange Stack. Be sure to submit your questions to the show if you haven't done so already. We've got some great content for you. Go check out the podcast. This is The Eric Hammond Show. Thanks for joining along each week as we uncover tips and strategies to help you grow your business through social media efforts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and many other platforms. Guys, welcome back. Thanks again for being here, guys. My name is Eric Hammond of The Orange Stack. I appreciate you guys showing up every single week to digest this content. This show's for you, right? We're here to answer your guys' questions. We get these questions submitted through email, through direct messages on our social channels. Some people just call me up and ask me questions. It, it, they come from a barrage of different places. But I want to make sure that we're bringing relevant content for you. So if you have a question that you have not seen on the show, please submit it to us. You can either tag our uh, Orange Stack page or you can tag my Eric Hammond page on Facebook or Instagram, wherever you find me wherever you consume this content. I know we also take this content and we wrap it up into a podcast, which is one of the things that we're going to be talking about on today's show. So wherever you're consuming this content, thanks for for digesting. Thanks for sharing it with somebody who needs to hear it. And uh, without further ado, let's go get into the content so we can bring you the value that you came here to get. Okay. So the first question is, what is a new move that you're going to add to your game that will maximize your talent? And I already let the cat out of the bag, but I would say that that's a podcast. Over the last two years, we've really tried to refine the content that we get out there, right? We try to maximize our reach. We try to give you just everything that we possibly can everywhere that you're going to be. Because I realize that some people like video, some people like audio, and some people like just reading and consuming the more blog, uh, yeah, blog content, right? So if I had just produced video and I had a bunch of audience members who wanted to just read, I would never reach them. You got to cross distribute your content into other places. So for me, we've gone super deep on video. As you can tell, we do two live videos every single week like this. We have the Ask Eric Hammond show and then we have our Facebook Friday show, which is Fridays 10 a.m. Pacific if you want to check that out. Uh, And then throughout the week, we do mini live videos, right? I just get in my car and talk to you guys for five or 10 minutes delivering content that you guys might want to hear, hopefully helping your business grow. We produce a blog that comes out weekly. We do a lot of like live, like in-person classes as well that are not recorded or like a lunch and learn type of environment. But either way, I distribute a ton of like in-person live type of content. The other thing that we do is create uh, written words, right? So we take all of our videos and then we transcribe them into more of a blog format. Because again, I realize that a lot of our audience likes to read. So we get a lot of consumption on our blog pages, on Medium, on medium.com, if you don't know what that is. We create written content in some of the posts that we put onto Facebook. So every time we have a live video like this or any type of other live or pre-recorded video show, we transcribe that into written word blog. And I think that you guys need to cover that as well. So I don't do it. I am terrible with writing, but I can project my message in a way that I think resonates with you guys. So we actually have a writer on our staff who basically takes, again, all of our audio content, strips the audio out of it, and then makes a blog version of it, which works really, really well. If you haven't checked out some of our blogs before, they're there. They're available basically on our website. So check those out if you haven't. And now the third thing that we're doing is the audio side. We we started this about a year and a half ago. We kind of flopped on it because we didn't have the support to do it. And now we're 
we're bringing it back and we're just about to start releasing our audio podcast now in the next couple of weeks. So I want to make this experience as good as it is for you. I know that the average American right now has a 45 minute commute to work and then another 45 minute home commute from work. So there's a lot of driving time, right? There's a lot of time where people just have their earbuds, they work out, they consume a lot of content. They can't hold their phone and watch content. So you can do two things at once when you're digesting audio. And that's the greatest thing about a podcast nowadays. So if you guys are on the fence thinking about a podcast, you guys should definitely consider the the reach and the exposure of what a podcast can do for you. I've seen it in tons of other businesses work really well, meaning that they've done video and they've done the written word, but they have a hard time communicating. But then once they go to podcast, their their reach goes out the, out the window. So that's what we're going to be doing this year is maximizing our audio reach through podcasts. So basically some of the things that we can do so that I don't have to go recreate a whole nother show just for a podcast. And I think that, you know, a once a week podcast is a good start, but most people want to consume something every day if possible, right? Even if it's just a five minute show, you look at the podcast uh, distributors who create content on a daily basis, they have much, much higher numbers than the ones that do it once a week or even once a month. So what we're going to start doing is turning this show of Ask Eric and also our Facebook Friday and a bunch of other shows into podcasts. Because again, you might not have the time to sit down and consume a 20 or 30 minute show, but if you're driving in the car, you have the time to listen to it. So if you are listening to this as a podcast in the future and it's 2020 or whatever year it is and you're consuming this, give me a thumbs up. You know, hopefully that this uh, is coming through loud and clear and you guys are enjoying the audio version of this show. So that's what we're doing this year. That's what we're maximizing on our strengths is, is converting all of our video content into an audio version, basically a podcast. And uh, I think it's going to go well. We'll see. I'll have to return and report and give you guys some updates on the consumption that that has and, and where we rank. But we're basically going to be distributing it into iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud. Those are the top three that we're going to start. And I think there's probably about four or five others, others that we're going to be getting into as well. Anchor is another great program. If you guys just want to self-produce your own podcast and you haven't gotten into video or you know, writing before, I would check out Anchor. It's a great platform. You just hold your phone up, basically hit the button, record what you're going to say, let go, and then it sends it out. So it's a pretty cool app. That's what we're going to be doing to maximize my talents, as the question says, this year. So I would encourage you guys to look at your talents and see where you guys are. Again, if you're just great at typing and, and writing and that's what your skill is, go deep on that. If you're not great in front of the video yet, maybe practice a few times this month right, and see how it goes. If you go back and watch some of the first episodes of our face, Facebook Friday show, that was one of the first videos that we started doing. It was rough. It, it, I was a mess. I was all over the place. I struggled with getting the content out there, but I kept doing it. I kept showing up, kept trying over and over and over. So if you want to go back and see some of my mistakes, go back and watch the first 20 episodes. You'll see how rough it was. But the thing is, is that I didn't give up. I kept trying and I kept honing my skill right and getting better and better at it. So yes, we do written. Yes, we do video. And now we're starting to do audio. That's question number one. Question number two. This is this is an interesting one. I'm an aspiring comedian and I want to get to the point where I can go on tour and fill stadiums and have my own Netflix show. Wow, that'd be awesome. But don't know how to do it. How do I get there? And then part two of this question is, I'm also trying to become financially free so that I can live my dream. What should I do? So that's a great question. And uh, there's a lot that I can cover on the second part of that. And I want to get into the, like the how do I get on Netflix part first. So I'm obviously not on Netflix, right? Like I'd love to have a Netflix show and, and have that kind of distribution. And I think the way that I think about this, and Gary Vee did a really good job of explaining it. Let me put my phone. So this is the television of today, right? Like all of our attention, all of our eyeballs are on this thing all the time. Like this is the television of today. I think the television is becoming the radio of you know years past. So that's how Gary Vee describes it. And I think he does 
a good job of, of explaining that. But what he's saying is that, you know, back in the day, there used to be three primary shows, um, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Those were like the three. Fox came around later, and then all the other cable channels came around later. But those three were the primary distribution channels. And if you thought about what those were today, it's basically Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, right? And then you got a few others, like LinkedIn and Twitter and Snapchat, everything else, right? But the three, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube are the three primary distributions. If those are the channels, right, our content is the shows that people want to watch. So I think you could plug Netflix into that as being another one of those channels, right? And obviously it is. It's on the television. It's another form of consuming content. It doesn't have commercials and all that kind of stuff, but it's another form of distribution. So with this aspiring comedian, he wants to get into one of the channels. If he's not on Netflix yet, he's got to be somewhere else. So the greatest thing about Facebook that I love is that I have the opportunity right now to be streaming live to one or millions of people at a given time, right? It's just the audience that I have. This is my distribution channel. This is where I come to communicate with you guys. It's where I put my content out first and foremost. And from there, it gets distributed in shorter forms into other places like podcasts, like Facebook stories or Instagram stories or YouTube, other places. So if you're not on Netflix yet, like you don't go from standing up in a bar telling funny jokes to Netflix. Yeah, it can happen. And probably it did back in the day. Like that's how Seinfeld kind of like got his way, right? And that's how like Ray Romano and those guys kind of got their way is they didn't go straight onto Netflix because they didn't have Netflix back then, but they started in a comedian, like a stand-up bar or somewhere like that at first, right? And then they eventually got their contract. They got onto CBS. They got onto whatever Seinfeld aired on. I think it was NBC. Yeah, NBC. But the point is, is you can't just make that jump always. And there's a lot of competition now. And so how do you go in the meantime? If you're performing on a daily or weekly basis somewhere in front of an audience, maybe you should start recording that content and putting it onto Facebook. You should start putting it onto YouTube to get more eyeballs on it, right? Like hire a video guy to come and film you in these environments and make that into, you know, if you had a 20 or 30 minute stand-up bit, make that into a five minute spot on YouTube and just have some of your best jokes on there. There was uh, there was somebody who talked about this and I don't remember who it was, but they talked about like how comedians get their best pieces of material out there. And I'm not going to try to tell you how to be a comedian, but they basically said, if I had the opportunity to tell 10 jokes in my spot, I would tell 10 and I would see which one would get the best response, right? So maybe number three out of all the 10 gets the best response. So I would drop those other nine and I would stick with number three and I would put that as the lineup of number one. And then now I'd find nine other jokes and I would see which one got the best response. And I'd pick that one and put that as number two. And I'd keep going until I had 10 amazing jokes that I knew that the crowd was just going to love. That's the spot that you want to record, right? The 10 that people love that gets the most engagement and reaction and use that and distribute that onto Netflix, or not Netflix, onto YouTube and on Facebook Live and on Instagram and have these short little pieces. Because if you use the right hashtags on Instagram and if you have the right audience that you're targeting on Facebook, you can have that reach. You might be able to get a bigger reach on these social channels than Netflix, but I understand definitely where you're trying to go with being distributed on Netflix. So the point is, is don't worry about Netflix yet. Like that may be a little ways off. It may be a year, it might be five years out. There may be something else that comes up in between the time that might get you just as much reach as Netflix could today. But the point is, is use social media, use the channels that are free that you can put your content out because right now you can't just go dump your content into Netflix and have it be seen. You have to be picked up by Netflix, right? And you have to be produced by Netflix. So, but you can create this content somewhere else and you can have millions of followers on these other channels. The other thing that I would focus on is your content. And this goes to everybody, not just comedians, because I know that last one was like, how do I get onto Netflix? No matter what you are, you need to be distributing content on a daily basis. And this is something that I've struggled with over the last couple of years, but I've like 10x down on as much as I possibly can. Like this week, I got six out of seven. I was pretty excited about it. Every single day, I tried to create some piece of content. Sometimes too, like I'll do this show now at 10 a.m. Pacific, and then 
then I'll also create a show later in the day. Not even a show, but just me on my phone talking to you guys and telling you about what I'm working on and bringing you some type of value and helping you build your business or your content or your brand or anything that you're working on. So the point is, is the more often that you can communicate, the more often that you can go live, the more often that you can create something that's digestible and consumable by your audience, the better that you're going to be, the more comfortable you're going to be in front of camera, right? The first time that you get up, like I've talked to so many uh, real estate agents who are like, oh, I don't want to do that. Even though I know I should, I know that it works. I don't want to get up there and embarrass myself or make a fool of myself, or I'm just not great in front of the camera because you got to get over that fear. You got to just go live daily, consistently, as often as you can, because eventually you're going to get comfortable. I mean, this is the 23rd episode of the Ask Eric show. I think this Friday is going to be the 109th episode of Facebook Friday. Like I'm starting to create a lot of content and I'm still not super comfortable in front of the camera, but I'm getting better and better every single day. And now I have the opportunity to go live every single day. I'm getting better and better at it, right? So think about that. After a year, I will have gone live 365 times plus my Facebook uh, Friday show, which is another 52 times, plus my Ask Eric show, which is another 52 times. And if you just said that was it, rough numbers, that's 470 times that I will have the opportunity to go live in front of you in a 12-month period. So if I just did this once a month, 12 times a year versus every single day, right? Like my growth maximizes super quick. My ability to learn and adapt and figure out what you guys want to hear. You know, I'll watch this show afterwards and I'll see how many views I get within the first 24 hours. I'll go back and watch other shows and see how they do, where people drop off, where they lose interest. I already know that I've lost 75% of my audience by this time of the show and that's okay. It's not hitting the exact audience that I'm looking for, but each week I can refine that better and better and better and get in front of the people who do want to hear and who do want to consume this content. So for you guys, get into the habit of creating daily content. Even if it's just 60 seconds as a Facebook story or an Instagram story that you can tell what you're doing that day, tell the things that you're learning, tell the ways that you're helping your clients succeed in their life. And it's going to bring more value back to you. You're going to get comfortable speaking in front of that camera. You're going to figure out how to deliver your message and really how to just get on that soapbox that you probably have and tell your story as best as you can. So that's my tip. Daily content. That's, that's the way to get there. The second part of this, which I don't want to spend too much more time because we've already gone about 15 minutes into the show, is I'm trying to become more financially free so that I can live my dream. What should I do? The biggest thing is evaluate what you're spending money on, right? So you probably have a lot of costs in life. You know, there's food, shelter, entertainment, like all that kind of stuff that you need to like cover your basis for. Like you need a place to live, you need food to eat, you need a car probably to get around depending on where you live or at least money for transportation in a busy city like New York. But where else are you spending your money, right? Are you getting the new iPhone every single year and dropping a thousand dollars on it? Are you buying, you know, the best laptop that you can every single year or using one that's a couple years old? You know, how often are you spending money on going on vacation and eating out and, and all these other things? Like, I guess the point is, is the least amount of money that you can spend on a daily basis will allow you to go further. Okay. Let me just put it in some simple words. If I spent $500 a day on my overhead, which seems really high for some people and like, ah, that's about average for other people. If I spent $500 a day versus $50 a day on my life, like I could go so much further on the same amount of money if I only spent $50 a day because it would free up $450 in my life to go invest in myself. It would allow me to go travel to new places to speak to new opportunities. It would allow me to hire new employees, to invest in technology that's going to help me. It's going to allow me to hire a coach maybe that I need to get past some of the hurdles that I struggle with in my life, right? So where are you spending your money and is it bringing you an ROI? 
so many of you guys that I see invest in frivolous things and you want the best of what you can get because you're trying to show off to your friends. It's amazing. The cars that you drive, the the bling bling, the watches, the clothes, the things that you try to present yourself with. And I hate talking bad about you guys, but you're spending your money probably on the wrong things. That's as honest as I can be about it. Try to try to use that phone for a couple of years, right? Try to to get by on one watch that you need. You know, you don't need the newest Apple uh, watch. You don't need the newest clothes. You don't need the newest car. Try to get by on what you have for a little while and try to stretch that dollar as much as you can. That doesn't mean don't reward yourself because I'm definitely a reward-driven person. Like I have to reward myself along the way. I have my vision board on the wall and I know the things that I'm trying to get to. I know the things that I'm trying to accomplish and that's what's going to drive me. So live within your means. Spend less than you make. Let's have this conversation of the day. Like invest back into your own education because the the information that you put in your head, you take that with you, right? Like that goes with you when you die. The watches, the the cars, all that kind of stuff doesn't. And you can use the power that is in your brain to progress to other levels. So spend money on self-development. At least five to 10% of your income should be going back to your education every single year. 5% of how much money you make. If I made $100,000 this year, $5,000 of it needs to go back in my education. Go to new seminars, go to training programs, read new books, buy new programs, things like that that are going to help better your life and get you to the level that you're trying to get to. So anyway, live within your means. I would say that's the biggest one and don't spend more money than you're making. Simple as that. Okay. Question number three. I'm not trying to be an entrepreneur. Oh, I like this question. I already kind of answered this in another video that I did last week, but I like this question. I'm not trying to be an entrepreneur, but I still want to have hustle as my mentality. What should I do to become the best in this industry or in my industry? So basically he loves or she he loves being uh, employed, right? Like they probably have a W-2 job. They work for somebody else. They like that. There's a lot that can be benefited from that. The security, the consistent paycheck, the not worrying about, you know, what's going to happen next week. And, and then there's the entrepreneur side where you're on your own. It's lonely. You've got to figure things out. You probably have to wear a lot of hats in your business. Most of the people who watch this show understand what that life is like. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody wants to fight for their income and, and try to make a, a edge for themselves and try to figure things out on their own. That's okay. You don't have to, right? You can be employed by somebody else and you can still have an incredible life and you can still make incredible money. And the best news is, is for most of you, you can check out at five o'clock and still have the rest of your day as a life. And I think that's the biggest advantage of what being a employee offers. But here's the other thing. As an employee, you can still be the best at what you're doing, right? And and I don't know what industry this person is in. I'm, I wish I could get more details because I could elaborate a little bit more on the story. But give me a couple examples. Let's say you're or a chef at the Four Seasons. I've actually known a couple and they are amazing, amazing at their job. Like if you've ever eaten from somebody who works at the Four Seasons, like they have incredible meals that they can prepare. And I'm not like huge, like I've never stayed at a Four Seasons, I think maybe once in my life. But I guess the point is, is they can be incredible chefs, right? And they can make amazing food and they are amazingly talented. That doesn't mean that they have to go be like Chef Ramsay or any of these amazing cooks and have to have their own show and have to have their own restaurant and do all those things. They can be a nobody in the fact that nobody ever knows who this person is but man have you ever been to the restaurant the four seasons kind of a thing right like you know the restaurant you know the name of the the hotel you know that the food's going to be incredible there but you don't know who's cooking your food but that's okay they are the best at what they do potentially and it's okay you can be that so 
the question he's asking here is, I still want to have hustle in my mentality. And what should I do to become the best of what I can? I would say from my experience is, and, and this will apply to everybody, not just being a chef, figure out what niche you want to be in, right? Like, am I a gourmet chef? Am I a mechanic? Am I a chiropractor? Am I selling exotic sports cars? Am I a motivational speaker? You know, what, what is it that you're focused on? Pick that niche, understand exactly who my audience is, right? Am I, am I working with 40 to 40? five-year-old males who have this type of an income, who are interested in this passion of theirs, and that's who my audience is. Figure out who your niche is, figure out who you're speaking to, figure out exactly the content that you need to create so that you can be the expert in that area. And then just whittle down on that area, right? Spend as much possible time as you can in that area. I think the people who don't love hustle, and, and Grant Cardone talks about this a lot, right? He talks about the 10x life and, and doing 10 times more effort on your business than anything else in your life. And, and most people are going to show up from nine to five, and then they're going to check out and they're going to do a million other things besides think about their business. The entrepreneurs or the even the employees, right? The people who love their passion more than anything, like after they get out of work, they still spend the rest of their life thinking about that trade and what they're doing and how to better it. Those are the ones that are going to go further, right? So wherever you are, let's just say your job gets out at five o'clock. I wish I had a name for this one. We, don't, we haven't had names. I need to add names back to these questions, but let's just call you Jim. Jim, if you're working your job from nine to five and you get it at five, what do you do from 5.30 till midnight or whenever you go to bed, right? What's the rest of your day made up? If you're going to the beach and hanging out and playing games and doing other things and, and not focus on your trade, you're not really in it to win it, as they say. You're, you're thinking about other things. You're not passionate about the industry that you're in. But as you send the question, I am and I want to be, how do I get there? Go deeper on it. If you haven't found the thing that you love, then that's one problem. And I've talked about that plenty of times. Like focus on the things that you want to do, focus on the things that you want to love and get into and find that dream job, that dream career that you can get into. And then you'll be interested in, in hustling and doing everything that you can to learn it, right? So when I check out from like being in my office at the end of the day, like I'll still go read books. I'll still consume podcasts. I'll still read blogs. I'll still push my brain to learn as much as I possibly can about this so that I can help you guys do more with your business, right? I want to be the best person at helping you guys build your brand, tell your story, get your content out there so that you can attract the clients that you're looking for. That's what we do around here. Like I'm here to help you. If I, at the end of the day, it was like, okay, Netflix time, I'm just going to go watch movies all night long and, and crash at midnight and be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I'm never going to be able to help you guys. But if I spent every waking moment, literally like the, the moment before this show went live, I had a podcast running in the background. I'm always consuming content. This morning while I was working out, I was listening to podcasts from ClickFunnels this weekend. I was walking and still consuming content. Like I am trying to digest as much as I possibly can. And that's how I get better at what I do. So for you, when you get out of work on your drive to wherever you're going to go next, consume content. When you get there, figure out, you know, how can I eat dinner? How can I like do my thing at night? If I need to spend time with my family, how can I do that? And then get back to it, right? What books are you going to focus on reading this year? You should probably listen to or read at least a book a week. That would be almost 60 books this year. That would be an incredible goal. And even if you only consume half that, you're still reading 25 times more books than most people do in a whole entire year. Read more books, listen to more podcasts, find the top three or five podcasts that you can in your industry to help you get better at what you're doing. Again, if you're a cook, how can you get better at preparing meals? How can you manage your kitchen better? How can you use better ingredients? How can you do unique things that nobody else is doing or providing, right? Consume more content,
content, get better at your trade, take more classes. Guys, so many people take their college courses, they get through a master's or a four-year degree or something like that, and then they never learn anything else again ever, and they just do the same thing for the rest of their life and hope that their skill gets better. Keep taking classes, right? There's tons of online classes you can take nowadays. There's so much technology and information available at your fingertips. It is amazing. Like there's probably local college classes that you can take. There's definitely classes online. There's YouTube videos. There's Udemy. There's just an endless amount of information that you can learn from. So go find content that's going to help you learn new things. Try new things. Create content that's going to help you further your skill and develop your trade and everything that you do. So that's it. Really, you know, to get that hustle and to get that grind is get excited about what you're learning. To be the best at what you can. Learn more than anybody else is learning in your industry. Provide things that nobody else is doing. That's how you need to get better and better and better at what it is that you do. So no matter, again, what your industry is, just focus on those few things and you're going to get better at it. Again, I try. I know that I have a lot of competition. I know that there's tons of people who teach you how to use Facebook ads and how to use social media and how to upload video to YouTube and how to distribute your message. We're trying to be a little bit different in our niche around here. I'm trying to help you guys tell a story so that it attracts the clients that you're looking for, right? My goal for you is to to attract clients who want to work with you based on the information that you share, based on who you are and what you know and how you provide service to your clients. I don't want you having to pick up the phone and cold call people every day. I don't want you having to go knock on doors and send mailers and and hit people that have never heard from you before. I want your message to be organically shared and be distributed based on the people that want to consume it and who are looking for your content. And, And that's the thing that we teach around here. And that's what I'm trying to learn, how to do that better so that you guys can do it better. Question number four, I love making and producing films, but I don't know how to balance my life while also taking and respecting the input of others. So basically they're trying to grow, they're trying to produce things, but they have a hard time accepting feedback from other people. I've been there. Like, I'm just going to say I've been there and I know exactly what it is that you're talking about. I guess the thing to consider is when you feel like you know everything, you've lost. There's an opportunity in your life that you have to try and gain as much knowledge as you can. And I think that I learned this from my dad. My dad knows a ton of stuff. He's incredibly smart. One thing I've noticed about him is he will continue to ask people the same question just to hear another point of view. So for example, right now he's building a table for my mom. He's retired. He's around in 75 and he's kind of bored at home right so dad if you're watching this later i love you um and this is gonna be incredible but you're building a table right now right and in this table i think my mom found the table that she wants it was like 1200 my dad went out on a bottle of wood i think it's more money than the the table would have cost to buy uh, but he's building this table for my mom and while he's building it like he's not a huge woodworker he's never done a ton of projects like this but he likes it and it's helping him learn and and grow so he's asked a whole bunch of people you know how do i finish the wood and how do i make sure that i cut the joints right and what's the best way to attach it and he'll ask the same questions to different people just to learn new things and i think the same can go for you guys right like you're learning from me you're digesting this content you're consuming new things i think that you have the opportunity to learn from me you have the opportunity to learn from thousands of other people out there who offer the same information but in a different way right and you can take what works for you and you can take these examples you can take these lessons and apply it the best way you can the moment that you say i know you've lost because you're rejecting new information. And unless you're 90 years old and you've done everything in the world, you don't know. You're probably 20 to 50, maybe even 60 years old, and you've tried something once a thousand times, but you're not the expert, okay? Unless you're paid like an expert at millions of dollars to do this thing, you're not an expert at it. So why not learn from other people? Why not take the opportunity to, um, you know, receive new information, update your brain, try new things, explore new options, see what really works for you. 
So my goal for you is to ask a question that you've already asked before. Try to learn something new that you've already heard before, but from a different point of view, right? So if you're, let me just give you a broad example. If you're in chiropractic and you already know how to adjust someone's back and you already know how to heal them of the pain in their lower back that they may be going for, maybe you should ask another chiropractor as just a blank question. You know what? I would just say, you know, how do you heal someone's back? What are the ways that you diagnose a problem with somebody? How do you figure out where their pain's coming from and what it might be? And then turn around and ask another chiropractor and another health professional and another back person, right? Like trying to get different points of view about how you can help your clients the best that you can. As a real estate agent, like there's a million ways to sell a house. It's not just put the sign in the front yard, hope that everything works out and hope that you're able to get the house sold. Like you can, you can market the house differently on social media. You can send out flyers. You can call the neighbors. You can have a massive open house. You can run an ad in the newspaper. You can run an ad on the real, uh, on the radio. You can produce a show like this and talk about all the houses that you have for sale. You can do private walk to private walk through tours of the house. You can schedule a caravan to get as many real estate agents as you can there. There's so many different ways to get exposure on that house, right? The point is, is that there's a million ways to skin a cat. You only know a couple. Ask for advice on others. And I think for his point, I keep saying he, but it might be a she too. How do I take the input of others? You know, and how do I receive this experience and be able to be open to it? Just be humble enough to know that you don't know everything. And I'm not going to say that you don't know a ton about your trade or your practice or whatever it is that you're doing, but just be open to other suggestions. Ask people who aren't in your industry, like you're doing with me. I might not be in your industry right now and ask for input and advice from others is a great way of asking questions right get feedback from other people ask your clients for advice ask people in other businesses for advice there's a lot of opportunities that you have in this life to ask questions from people go find people who aren't in your industry who have a different point of view and they're going to be able to amaze you at the things that they have to share with you so i know that's kind of a weird answer uh, but basically just be humble seek advice from others you're doing a good job on asking the question on this show and i think that you could ask this question to a dozen more people and get a dozen different answers and it's just going to help you get better at what it is that you do so guys thank you for being here every single week we've got 22 other episodes you can go back and binge watch lots of great questions have been asked lots of great answers have been given get your questions submitted to the show i appreciate it you guys sharing this content to other people i know that there's millions of small business owners out there and i'm here to help you guys grow your business here to help you guys through the challenges of getting your content out there marketing yourself marketing everything that your business offers and the value that you bring to your clients thanks again for being here guys we will see you on next week's show of the ask eric hammond show every monday morning 10 a.m pacific time until then make it a great week go get some new business and uh Bye guys. Thanks for following along. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to get these podcasts delivered to you every week as we share strategies on how to grow your business with social media. I'm Eric Hammond of the Orange Stack. We'll see you next time.